Hi, I'm Vernon Wells, and you're listening to the Bad Boys Podcast. And just remember one little thing. You don't listen, I know where you live. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. About to get real funky. About to get swifty in here. <laughs> What's going on, fellas? What up, what up? Yo. Call me off guard. What is going on? Episode 364. We're about to randomly rant on all things movies here on the Bad Boys Podcast. Dot com? Dot com. Why not? Wherever you like to listen to us. I'm your host, Fonzo, a.k.a. Mike Lowry. Joining me as always, Harley, a.k.a. Marcus Burnett. And I'm over here, Tony, aka MCP. Now, before I before I forget, are you right. uh, have you guys heard the news that SoundCloud might be shutting its doors? Yeah, but then might SoundCloud. Be- th- well, I mean, what else are they going to do? They, they keep saying that no, they're not shutting down. They're they're going to be well. They'll be at least hosting everything that you've uploaded. Like they're not going to. Oh, if it, they like, might just start saying no more right they may cut Uh off any more uploads but they're claiming that your music isn't going to go away so they may be able to just maintain what they have yeah but that fucks us it's that fucks us yeah for sure so we'll have to look elsewhere but yeah that's that's what i've been reading right on okay i got that squared off there got that screened (laughs) up so everybody was wondering (laughs) yeah yeah people want to know that's a big concern, yeah. I mean, I thought he was going to say with like the two big uh, deaths we had today, it was crazy. Yeah, uh, Romero was that? Was that yeah. something you posted? Yeah. Dang. The only reason, you know, the big reason of this zombie craze, or oh, yeah. even going back and just seeing tweets. Even, even I saw a tweet saying, "If you like Get Out, you should go back and watch Night of the Living Dead." You know, going back to having the main hero, the main character being African American. Which was huge, especially way back when, um, in the original Night of the Living Dead, and then also just the zombie genre, you know. Um, it cre- I mean, all credits to, to George Romero. I mean, it's crazy. I was lucky enough to meet him in 2015 at Monster Palooza. I was um, like, even then, he seemed really old, you know, and he smoked like a train. So, oh god, I remember being, I remember being in line. With, yeah, I remember being in line. Uh, these two of the guys that were waiting to meet him and they were saying the same thing like yeah man I don't know like it's he never comes down here to California so it's huge and um and I don't know you know I don't know you know how much longer he's I mean I don't know they were you know yeah. You, yeah. he just doesn't look too healthy or he's just old you know what I mean I'm not trying to be mean but well 77 um, is not that's a good run I mean I know you've heard yeah. me say it before that's a damn good run so yeah yeah, the horror genre would not be the same without him. Um, everyone that's talked to him was super nice. You know, they all said nothing but nice things to say about him. And in fact, just this, uh, this year, last year, where I went to Beyond Fest and I actually saw that movie Martin that he did and I just was glowing about it. And I, and I still think about it like to this day, like just how like different it was and like the score and just the way a different take on the vampire movie. So that was really good. If you haven't seen George Romero's Martin, like I said, it was a, really weird copy with like in different colors <laughs> i mean it's a black and white movie but sometimes it had this weird hint like it was like an old like old film print of it so you know it's um, it's it's interesting can you think of a filmmaker that single-handedly had that much impact on a genre i mean right. you know yeah. it's like yeah 
you know, you could argue like the Michael Bay, you know, defined like the popcorn cinema, you know, Hollywood blockbuster. But the truth is lots of people have sort of done that. I mean, we have the diehard films and, you know, the what's his Yeah, name? you had John McTiernan's before. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I mean, you had the Rennie Harlan's and you we've seen, uh, you know, we, we've seen that genre. It's, it's a it's a it's a, obviously a very broad genre. You know, we've seen uh, what's his name? We were just talking about the Evil Dead franchise, but but millions of filmmakers do that genre and and have done it well over the years. I mean, we have a huge show on AMC, The Walking Dead. Yeah. You know, because but of this. That's my point. Is and these are all you could argue transcendent TV shows to it, video games, and they're all know? Romero esque yeah. zombies. You know well, they're I mean? walking or running. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, and, and obviously he he did the the walking version, um, and you know over the years we've but he did Dawn of the Dead, Fall, Day of the Dead, but without his universe of zombies, we wouldn't have the endless fucking supply of zombie movies from the serious ones to ones like World War Z to the crazy over the top ones we've seen. You know, mm-hmm. what was that fucking, the zombie? Or even Edgar Wright, Shaun of the Dead. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, oh, fucking A. So I, I can't think of anybody who single-handedly created such a giant genre that has stood the test of time. And and I don't I don't see any point. I mean, they've literally done this, like you were pointing out. I don't know if you are pointing out, but the, 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 what was the, what's the television show, Spawn, or the... Spawn of the Dead, or the Waking of the Dead, or the the, the Running of the Dead. There's a, like a spinoff of Walking of the Dead, like well, Fear of the Walking Dead. Fear of the Walking. Like what the fuck? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's no, you're right. I mean, you're right. I mean, that's yeah. That's I mean, that's huge. I mean, what he's done to the horror genre is is second to none. Yeah. I mean, I was just reading uh, tweets about him. You know, I mean, I mean, from Tom Savini, from um, John Carpenter. I mean, they've all been saying. Um, all these nice things about him, you know what I mean? I was, I had him, I had it ready to him. Freaking thing. I was trying to avoid uh, Game of Thrones spoilers since it, since it's uh, premiering tonight. So I was trying to, uh, trying not to, um, spoil yeah, it. I was trying to all, yeah, I was trying to follow all the things people were saying, you know? Let's see, see it's the number one, tr- uh, thing, um, number one trending topic right now on Twitter's game. It's, uh, Game of Thrones. It's all yes. over Reddit. Yeah. So Stephen King said, "Sad to hear my favorite collaborator and good old friend George Romero has died. George, there will never be any, another like you." John Carpenter said, "Was a great director, the father of modern horror movies. He was my friend, and I will miss him. Rest in peace, George." And Edgar Wright, uh, he, he um, wrote about him like on his blog post, I guess. So he wrote this on the late great George Romero, who, to whom I owe a film career. Because you remember in Land of the Dead, George Romero. Um, uh, because, you know, Shaun of the Dead was such a love letter to his movies, you know. Yeah. So, in Land of the Dead, he kind of returned the favor, and he made Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright zombies in a scene in Land of the Dead. I don't know if you guys remember that, but that was really cool. Um, there's a picture of, the, of them as zombies. So, that to them, the being in a Romero dead movie as zombies was like the world to them, you know. It's like the ultimate. So that was pretty neat. Yeah. Um, Rodriguez said, here's to the great George Romero, the man who started it all, a true legend and a huge inspiration. I mean, it just goes on and on. You know, artists being tributes and just uh, different sites and everything. But um, yeah, it's just uh, that's a bummer, you know. 
So, so like I said, with the we all die at one point or another. And if he was a heavy smoker and he made it to seventy-seven, you know, mm-hmm. I'm surprised he made it that long. But yeah, yeah. rest in peace. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I just I just end on uh on, on the last one here, but uh, Pat Oswalt, um, comedian. Um, rest in peace, George Romero. Uh, zombies, comma yes, but go watch Martin. Teenage isolation mutated into vampirism. Online culture as plague. I mean, see, I'm telling you, Martin is a, hmm. you know, it's not, it's, it's not a one that people watch, but it should be watched. So, yeah. And then to find out, like an hour later, somebody tweets, texts me saying Martin Landau passed yeah. away. Yeah, he was 89, I think. Jesus Christ. Man. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was there, yeah. We bid a fond farewell to the beloved and award-winning TV and movie actor who passed away at 89. Landau earned an Oscar in 1995 for his portrayal as Bella Lugosi in Ed Wood. Um, they started as like an artist for, uh, for working for like some newspaper. Hmm. But um, yeah, it's just crazy, right? Like, I mean, you know, like you said, we all die, but it, it kind of reminded me that one time when um, I believe it was Fred Fawcett died and everyone was talking about her, but then when Michael Jackson died, everyone started talking about him, you know? Oh, wow. It was just kind of like pushed to the side. It's kind of weird when two like, you know, celebrities died on the same, on the same day. It's just kind of weird. But uh, yeah, I mean, I remember him in that. I, I don't, I don't remember him in that many movies. You know, he's looking up his IMDb and stuff. But like, I remember definitely Roman Edward. That's for sure. He did some voice work on that movie Nine, and he had some work coming out. Uh, Without Ward was in post production, and then Nate and Al is in pre production. So he was staying busy. Yeah, he was in Entourage. Remember, he did show up in Entourage. Oh, that's right. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, he played Bob Bryant. I'm gonna move around a little bit so if my mic sure. cuts in and out. Sorry, but um, yeah, no, he did yeah. the voice work in Frank and Weenie. You know, stay stay close with Lights and Burn. Actually, did one, two, three, four episodes of Entourage. That's funny, but yeah, he's got a long career. He's in Sleepy Hollow, uncredited. Yeah, no, yeah, that's just uh. He did some. He did some. Which worked for Spider Man. That's cool. He played a scorpion. Huh. Interesting. I didn't know that. Very cool. Yeah, he's got a huge IMDb. So yeah, you not. I guess somebody. A lot of people were tweeting about this movie called Alone in the Dark. Came out in '82. Uh, the 6.2. A quartet of murderous psychopaths break out of a mental hospital during a power blackout. And lay siege to the doctor's house. Huh. Sounds cool. The cover's very cool. <laughs> the hell's he doing? He didn't mute himself? You there, Tony? Yeah, I'm here. I'm <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering what he's doing, too. I can't mute him. Uh, he, he sounds I like guess. a like a dog like turning around in his bed trying to get comfortable. <laughs> We just keep quiet and listen. <laughs> well, a moment of silence for our. What the hell? Who's backing up? Is he backing up? He... I think he thinks he's on mute. Maybe. He's in the car, though. Did you hear the door opening? What is it? A, beep. a beeper. That I, I heard up. an engine. Did he just get abducted? By, uh, Sorry, see, if, we, if, if we try to do a moment of peace, we, uh, silence, we can't, because all we heard was him. <laughs> he's, he's still interrupts. 
Did I interrupt your podcast? I'm sorry. Even when he's gone, he interrupts. That's crazy. I had, I had to crawl in the back seat. There's more room in the back seat. I can kind of... Oh, uh, yeah. We all know that. I can kind of sprite yeah. out, maybe. <laughs> yeah, sprawl out. Where's that music? <laughs> oh, yeah. I had to turn the key on to roll the windows. Yeah, I thought like you were backing up, too. Were you in a car? Yeah, I told you. I'm at the fucking... I'm in the parking lot of a fucking golf resort. Yeah, but our, um, our audience wants to know now. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yes. So I'm recording the podcast from the parking lot of the local golf resort. It's about three miles from my house. And that's how dedicated I am to this motherfucking podcast. <laughs> yeah, free Wi-Fi? Yeah, of course. If this And it's quality Wi-Fi. The internet at my house sucks dick. And if this didn't work out, I was going to go down to the church and wow. record in the church parking lot. And that would have been... A goddamn shame because yeah, risking your soul for the podcast. That's, that's right, baby. That's wow. right. That's how I do. <laughs> we ride together, we die together. I like, jeez, man, that's seriously. All these committed for y'all. No, that's what I'm saying. So, don't trying to get jacked. So, you rolled your windows down, right? Uh, well, I rolled one up and one down because I am within earshot of some apartments. So, oh, okay. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to cause a stir. Yeah, exactly. All right. So, <laughs> and it will be quiet time here in the next twenty minutes. So, <laughs> oh, ten o'clock. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, yeah, I just wanted to, you know, mention uh, the sad news about the past, you know, passing yeah. away. So, but we wanted to mention them. So, so rest in peace in Orlando and George Romero. Yeah, for Still sure. Miss. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and then, so there's been a lot of uh, like other other news going on, real quick, like. Um, D23 Expo is going on right now, and um, I think is it in Anaheim Convention Center? D23, it's going on right now, and they got they've been dropping huge announcements like all day long. One of them is like Incredibles Two is finally getting uh, released. Um, so oh, that's have they wait released or? Well, they, I don't know when it's getting released, but I know they've had a poster out for it. And it's got the mole on it, which I hopefully, excuse me, it'll start right where the first one ended. Yeah, my guess. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Because yeah. okay, I mean, if that didn't leave off to a perfect sequel, I don't know. What, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, let's see, it's, we can't have, um, and I probably checked the internet, but it does say Incredibles 2 2018. I, I, Mr. I got- my internet works pretty good there. Mr. Incredible is left to care for Jack-Jack while Helen is out saving the world. Directed and written by Brad Bird, which is also a plus, which he wrote the first and second. I mean, he wrote the yeah, first, so right. that's really cool. That's awesome here. And then there was also, um, I've been watching videos and articles about it, where they talked about Wrecked Ralph sequel. You guys heard anything about that? Yeah. I, did, I did hear that, yeah. So I tell you what, called, I, I will uh, say this. I'm I'm starting to lose a little bit of love for Disney and Pixar because they're starting to just go, well, we're just going to cash cash in on the whole sequel thing too. Cause they know movies like Incredibles do and Wreck-It Ralph do will do gangbusters. And obviously the, well, you need money to make original content, right? You think Disney doesn't have enough fucking money? Well, I think more than anything. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, they they, they can afford R and D money. <clears throat> they can afford to um, invest in a new story, but I'm I'm wondering how much they of a demand 
the Disney audience is presenting to Disney for saying, hey, we want a fucking sequel. They don't. Well, they they do. They are That's all what I mean. It's like the Incredibles too. They've been screaming for it since day one. Right. Yeah, so are they really going to go fuck you? We're creating original content. You know, it's like. No, I, yeah, I mean it's a valid point. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. How do you how, how do you how do you create a sequel without cashing in on the sequel? It's like it kind of comes yeah, in territory. Yeah, it's that it's that thing like everybody wants to sell out, but once you do, everybody says everybody negatively refers to you as a sellout. So right. <laughs> um, win, yeah. yeah, I mean I get it, and they did. You know, they released Mona, and they're still doing original. Content. Mona, Mona, yeah. Is that how it's okay. pronounced? <laughs> you, if you someone hasn't someone hasn't seen the show. Someone hasn't seen it. How, it's, like what, how is it it's Moana. Oh, Moana. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> like, yeah. See, you got Moana. You got Frozen. You got Wreck-It Ralph. You got some original content, Inside Out. Yeah. But the sequel, the sequel to Wreck-It Ralph, is called Rick, uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet. Oh. And apparently, the sh- you guys all seen the movie, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so yeah, so Sugar Rush breaks down, and I guess they need some sort of part from the internet, and they start going into the internet. So you can only imagine what Rob oh, going into the internet's like. Shit. So get this from the clips they showed. Apparently, and it makes sense because you know Disney owns everything. Hmm. There's a part where I believe it was Ralph's character. Ralph is talking to like all the Disney princesses in one room. Yeah. Oh, before wow. they go into one room, it's like a stormtrooper there. So think about this. They own Marvel. They own Star Wars. Everything. everything. They can have their playground is just like like a Lego movie. Oh yeah. Of all, of all these cool characters. So just imagine. There was one scene where somebody said Ariel was talking to R two D two, and I'm just like, holy shit, mm. that's insane. Like, what else could they do, right? And then that meeting, I guess, while the princesses were there, it was host. It was being led by like C three PO or something. Like, how fucking nuts <laughs> is that? And not only that, but we're gonna see. The like some of the original like Disney princes that were in 2D, but like an actual like 3D animation. You know what I mean? Which yeah. is which is also trippy. So think about that. So that that's exciting. What do you guys think about that? Oh, it's it looks fun. I see this. Um, I saw an image. I just looked it up, and you can uh-huh. see they have uh, it, it's it's a Wreck-It Ralph on a it looks on a virtual Earth with like uh-huh. projections of Google. <laughs> with a U with an umlaut on it instead of Google, <laughs> they have yeah. amazing instead of Amazon. Uh-huh. A bunk box, Pictopedia. It looks. Yeah, I like. I like the little play on the all those brands that they're that they're putting out there. Looks like it could be fun. Yeah. I'd be down. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. for sure. I was pleasantly yeah. surprised with Wreck-It Ralph. Uh huh. Yeah. So they had that come out. Then they showed. I, th- I think they showed some clips of the Lion King, the live action by John Favreau. Oh, cool. Yeah, and they're like, you know, okay, granted, you know, they're probably going to do a shot-by-shot shot of it, but this movie, you know, you're like, all right, we'll give it a pass because it's just going to be animals, right, doing this. And they're showing Rafiki in the beginning. They do the whole thing with putting that paint, like, on the fruit juice or whatever on Simba's head, and everyone's just fucking geeking out. They're like, whoa, it's like, you know, shot-by-shot. Shot. I mean, I guess do we need it? No, but would it be cool to look at? Yeah. Am I going to watch it? Yeah. You know what I mean? But look at the Jungle Book. The Jungle Book prove like how well they can do CG animals, right? Sure. And they look real. So they figured, hey, this worked. Why not let's make some more money with our properties and remake everything? Because <laughs> not, it's not that they don't have money, Harley. They don't. They don't have enough money. They don't. Well, they want to keep <laughs> making money, right? 
I think that's what we can learn, right? That, well, that mean, mouse is one greedy bastard. <laughs> right? It's safe to say. That's right. Can't get enough cheese. So, can't, yeah, you see? He wants that cheddar. Cheese. That's, right. that's probably where that slang came from. Like <laughs> Tony, I think you're onto something. Uh-huh. Never have enough cheddar. Oh, so, Wrinkle okay. in Time? But, I'm fucking excited. What? I'm looking what at it. I just pulled up a, you know, D23 News. And I just saw A Wrinkle in Time. And I'm, I'm trying to see if it's based on the book because the book was okay, one of so, my Okay, so tell me about that because that was one they kept talking about. I just kept skipping on it because I have no idea what that is. So, a play for a trade out of Wrinkle in Time. Interesting. I think they show I'm, just trying to, I'm, I'm trying to figure out if it's based on the book, which is all about time travel. Well, it's like a uh, it's like a children's book that has time travel in it. And uh, I remember I read it when I was uh, like in f- fourth grade or something like that, fourth or fifth grade. It blew my mind type thing. And I was like, whoa, this is so cool. Um, so I've always had a soft spot for it. So it'd be really cool to see a, a movie of it. There's okay. an IMDb movie called A Wrinkle in Time, Disney, after the disappearance of her scientist father, three peculiar yes. and Meg, her brother, and her yes. friend to space in order to find them. Awesome. That is, huh? Yep, Chris that's Pine it. is okay. the main character. Chris Pine, Reese Witherspoon, Michael Pena, Zach Galifianakis. Right. You know, you, if, you get, if you get Tony excited, you know, you gotta give him, you gotta give him, <laughs> yeah. give him the time. So that's cool. Okay. Material, that's cool. Yeah, they talk they about a, that too. They got and a then, bunch uh, of stuff coming. I think that's what yeah. it is. They have so much money. They're like, okay, we've got ten original content, and we all got this this library of all our old stuff. Throw yeah. money at that too. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Throw money everywhere. Just shoot it out of some confetti cannons and see yeah, what movies yeah. it touches. You, you need to spend money <laughs> to make money. To make money. Yes, so, sir. And another, and so I think the biggest reveal. I mean, I know they had Star Wars stuff too, The Last Jedi. Yeah. Uh, but they, it was only like a behind the scenes clip, so I didn't watch that because I didn't want to like see scenes that I'm, you know, want to see in the movie. Yep. But I think the biggest one was Avengers: Infinity War. Mm-hmm. And that was really blowing people's fucking minds for the stuff they showed. Where they're showing guys like you know, Doctor Strange walking alongside the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Um. Spider-Man's in it, you know. You look up there, I need to be every motherfucker's in this. Captain America, Doctor Strange, you got Groot, you got Loki, you got Gamora, you got Thor, Bucky Barnes, Peter Parker. I will say this, I'll go back to my my review of Suicide Squad. Biggest problem with that movie, too many cooks in the kitchen. But I think that's that's the biggest appeal of Infinity War. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Remember, remember Avengers? We were we were watching all these other movies, and we were hoping we were going to wait for it until they all met up, right? Right. It's so not they all met up. We they started doing it again. Started introducing Guardians. Started introducing Doctor Strange. Started introducing Black Panther. Started showing all the characters. Started showing Spider Man. And then now we get another one. We're going to encounter this one. So apparently, the biggest fucking thing in that trailer was Thanos. You know the Thanos. bad guy, like yeah. by uh, um, Josh Brolin. Yep. Was he? He threw a fucking planet at our fucking heroes. <laughs> that's all. I, that's all I have to fucking say. Ah, oh, that's too much. Spoiler, man. I know. I don't want to say anything. Else. When I heard that, I'm like, holy oh, fucking shit! Wow. So that's, that's why you need every motherfucker in this, you know, to take on this fucking guy. This yeah. guy is no joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, I first, the first Avengers. How many? 
major good guys did we have? Five? Four? Let's see, five. count them. You got the Hulk, you got Iron Man, you got Thor. Who else? Captain America. Captain America, thank you. Black Widow. Black Widow. She's Hawkeye. already... You're already student. Now, Hawkeye was the bad guy in the first movie. So you got basically five. And Black Widow was sort of a sidekick. So really, you had four major ones. And... Get a snippicky motherfucker over here. Well, no, I'm just counting. I'm trying to think, you know, because Avengers worked. They did a good job. The second one wasn't as good as the first one. But they... Uh, that was my biggest fear was having too many cooks in the kitchen and they pulled it off. But with like Suicide Squad, I mean, we're counting 10 kind of characters, you know what I mean? And oh, they're iconic. That just didn't work. I mean, I think if you just think Suicide Squad and you just think of Deadshot and Harley Quinn, you could be like, that's it. It was just them, you know? Well, but I'm the better. Joker's in it, and yeah, the Boomerang guy, and... The Boomer. You don't even know his fucking name. Fuck no. You see? No matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I can't remember all the fucking characters that are going to be in the Avengers. You yeah. can't. I just named them all off from the top of my head. No, you named four, motherfucker. <laughs> what? I said Guardians of the Galaxy. How many is in there? Well, name all the names of the characters in Guardians of the Galaxy. Drax, Star-Lord, Gamora, Groot. Rocket Raccoon, Nebula, if fucking Michael Rooker shows up too, his character, Yondo, and then, anything else? Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Thor. So you're literally... Falcon. You're at a dozen. You're going to be yeah. at a dozen. That's and I know all their names, and I won't forget them. Are you going to forget them, Tony? Oh, we got, we got forgot Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. <laughs> She's in it too. Oh, yeah, the, the Panther guy. Scarlet Witch. The Black Panther guy. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna name a dozen protagonists. Yeah. When I read comics and I see all of them, I knew them all. Like I, you know what I mean? I, I just oh Ant Man, don't forget about Ant Man. Oh Jesus Christ. The collector, Benicio the Toro's in it, the Hulk, Vision. Vision. Oh, yeah. Black Panther? I'm telling you the Falcons in there. Yeah, I think Jesus. it's gonna see? Yeah. I you know, I'll say that. But you've I, seen them off from all the movies, dude. I I don't you know. Yeah. I think we're good. Think we're good. Yeah, it's tough. It might be tough for you, but I just, I, we've seen him in so many movies that you don't just know him. Yeah. And then I show up on screen and you'd be like, oh, who's that guy again? You, you really think so? Well, no, I mean, I'll recognize them. That's besides the point. I just think it's too many. Well, and uh, you know that, that the thing about Suicide Squad is that the characters that were in that movie didn't have their own movie to explain well, why they're there. Absolutely. And yes, so, and so, so then Suicide Squad had to, like, it lost oh. weight because it had to spend time explaining them and Ooh. trying to make them look good. Boom, Harley. Boom goes the dynamite. What now? No, I'm, I and I thought about that while I was watching. Hey, the movie. stop I'm yelling! Gonna... You're you're in a golf course, right? But we don't have we don't have the we don't have the origin story of all these bad guys. I mean, we do with a little bit of the Joker, but every time we see the Joker, it's a new. Wait, what are, you, are we reviewing Suicide Squad or talking about Avengers: Infinity right, War? That's that's what we're bring that movie up every night. <laughs> I think, you but, I think that was the point is that Avengers is going to they, they're they've planned it out a lot better. I mean, what they 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 had a 22 film vision from the start. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. That, that That is insane. So it should be should be awesome. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, they added more in an Age of Ultron. You've watched more movies. I think I think they're going to be OK. Huh? But thanks for well, your they're concern. Gonna, they're going to make lots of fucking money. 
I mean, it is. Well, we'll wait to see. We'll wait to see. Critic proof. Right? We'll see. Yeah. I mean, they are absolutely critic proof. I mean, all these DC movies that do so poorly, they they're critic proof. They make a shit ton of money. Yeah. Um, so. See, but no, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for everything that's coming out. So, the Black Panther trailer is always awesome. I just recently rewatched that, and that just looks so cool, so different. Oh, man, Marvel's just hitting all cylinders, man. They can't lose. But uh, you went out to the theater, though, huh, Harley? I did. So I went and saw War of the Planet of the Apes, and I liked it. I can't say much more because anything more is going to be spoiler alert. Damn. Um, no, I mean... It's uh, awesome. I'll, I'll say With this. The apes win? <laughs> I'll say this. It was definitely um, a very well-written arc of Caesar from beginning to end. We see the first one, obviously him being a child, basically a second one where he's really kind of torn between, you know, his apes and, and the humans. And in the third movie we get, he, he becomes the, the grizzled veteran of, of this conflict that's been going on for a long time now. You know, the the third movie doesn't say exactly how long after the second one, but it's got to be a while, um, potentially uh, a couple years. Um, so you have uh, the antagonist is is Woody Harrelson, and he. Now I didn't watch a single trailer to the movie, so I. I, I saw some posters and stuff, so you see, like, the snow. Um, uh, but I didn't really know any of the plot line. Basically, what it revolves around is Woody Harrelson is a... Um, he's like a warlord, essentially. And he's actually... I don't want to get into spoiler territory, but he's... It's got... it's The movie tries to pull a, a little bit of Apocalypse Now... I'll, I'll say that it has a little apocalypse now feel to it, um, but not overdone. And I think what the movie does, we've seen done before, just like the second one, a lot, a lot of the, a lot of the, the plot things we've seen the characters, you know, I, I don't want to go so far as to say cliche because it's, it's not done cheaply. It's not done lazily. It's just, you know, it's like Tony, we, we've always talked about there. There's nothing original anymore. It's all been done. Yeah. So, but here's the difference. This movie is like 90% apes. So the second one is, I don't know. What do you think? Like half? I mean, we just watched it. How much screen time was dedicated to humans? And how much screen time was dedicated to mocap apes? What do you think it was? And Dawn? Huh. Hmm. I think... I don't know, 60-40? I don't know. I remember seeing a lot of I mean, with the child and everything. I don't know. Hey, but then they interacted together, so I don't know. It's hard. Well, yeah. Okay, so here's the thing. This movie is 90% apes. And the 10% that isn't apes, it's apes and humans. So it is, the movie completely follows Caesar from beginning to end. 
It does not break from his character. It, the movie should be called Caesar. And <laughs> this is the fucking craziest thing. It works. The, you know, for back, for lack of a better word, the CG is absolutely flawless. It is absolutely photorealistic. Maurice specifically, the hairs, whether it's snow landing on him, whether it's his eyes blinking, it is so fucking real. I, I can't believe right? I, it's, it's so fucking good. It's like, it's not a huge step because the second one was really, really good. But it feels like on the third one, they zoomed in just that much closer to see every little fucking wrinkle. And I saw it on the big screen too. So, and it looked good. It's absolutely fucking miraculous how, I mean, I will say this. I think one of the biggest things about this movie is it's going, it, even with like, you know, we go back and Avatar looked really good. The CG looked very good and the motion capture and all that stuff. It looked very good. But you always knew you could look at the picture and say, that's CG. You just can tell there's not enough detail. There's not enough fine detail. And in this movie, you absolutely fucking can't tell. The only time that you can kind of tell is on ironically big pan shots where you see them having to swing and move. And that's the only time when you kind of go, I can kind of see. But if you weren't expecting it, then you would just assume it was real. But when you're close up and they're fucking talking to each other and they're interacting with each other, you're like... They got motherfucking apes to do this goddamn movie. How the fuck did they do that? It's fucking unbelievable. And we're never going to leave that. We're never, we're, it's only going to continue to get more and more lifelike. But the truth is the close-ups and 80% of this movie is, is a drama. It's, it's not even, I would say the action isn't even as grand as the second one. Um, there's one plot thing that happens at the very end that I thought was kind of lazily um, put in, and uh, I'd be curious what you guys thought when you when you see it. Um, and it was pretty much my only critique with the film. I'm watching it right now, and I disagree with everything yeah, you said. So um, <laughs> it's a very good movie. It's a fabulous trilogy. Um, Nice. You know, the, the, the second and the third one really go well with each other. The first one's kind of a standalone. We see, obviously, the origins. It's, um, and obviously, the, the, the second and the third one are both directed by Matt Reeves. Um, it, it, it's insane. I can't, I was watching the movie and I was constantly reminding myself, these are fucking motion capture apes. And it, they take yeah. up the, it's, it's basically like an animated film in the sense of you're not watching humans. And in the scene, there's one, like like I said, like who well, you oh, are if you think about it. I mean, there's people that? under the mocap suits. Well, and there's and there you go, <laughs> you know. And so you, you know do, what I mean? Like there are being, I mean, there are actors. <laughs> absolutely, but the, right, I know what you're saying though. Yeah, yeah, I totally yeah, get it, yeah. It's it's hard. It's hard to to sort of thing. There's one really amazing scene with Woody Harrelson in Caesar, and it's just a dialogue scene, and Ooh. it was like. Dude, Woody Harrelson. Are they sitting in the diner? They're telling him, hey, yeah, yeah. I'll be backed up. I was like, <laughs> Woody fucking Harrelson is 
badass. Like he's a fabulous fucking actor. Like you bring it, huh? Nice. He was bring, yeah, he was coming with the thunder. So oh shit. <laughs> um, so the no, dents in the bed. Yeah, no shit. So um, I I wouldn't give it a Slater just because uh, I I do want to to watch it uh, again. And I look forward to seeing it again on the small screen. It's not overly long. It's two hours and 15 minutes kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and again, I, I think for it's not a big like tentpole action blockbuster. I mean, there's some very good action. Don't get me wrong. Um, right. But the movie is definitely a drama. It's a character piece about Caesar and he's torn. He, he doesn't know um, sort of how to go about it. Um but we see a lot more resolve in him. In the second one, you really, it was good that we watched it because you really see how kind of torn he is. And in the third one, he, he, he's not torn anymore. He's still, but he's, and I, I almost said he's still human. He's very compassionate and he's surrounded by people who are not, whether they're apes. He sees flashbacks of Koba, which was done very, very well. Um, and, and the humans around him are compassionless completely. And, uh, yeah, so very, very good movie. Um, encourage people to go see it. Um, my only caveat is this is not a big action extravaganza. The CG is absolutely fucking perfect. And the drama and the character piece that we get from motion capture is, is. But are the action set pieces satisfying though? Yeah, absolutely. None of it felt like, none of it felt, um, like like poorly done. I mean, the the movie's essentially flawless in that regards. Um, mm. It's just not the sort of you know the huge epic that we're sort of used to in modern films that are sort of couched as action adventure dramas. You know what I mean? This is a drama first. Right. This is a character piece first, with some beautiful cinematography like i said there's a, a, much of the the second half of the film takes place in snow and you watch the apes and they're walking in their horses and um I, I i guess there's a lot of sort of nods to the original franchise and so uh but i can't comment on that because i don't i'm not familiar with the original franchise um and i think matt reeves even said while he's not going to make any more, um, it's def- there's definitely some time where they could continue to make more Planet of the Apes movies, obviously, before we're completely butted up against the first uh, Charleston Heston film kind of thing. So, um, so I, I look forward to the new ones uh, as they come out. Um, I mean, we were just talking about sequels and stuff um, because this is it's an interesting. Um, storyline about apes that are a little more human and we all know that if the apocalypse happens and in this one without spoiling it there's kind of a second apocalypse uh, you know the simian flu has sort of evolved and there's another problem that humans have to deal with um, when the going gets tough humans become more animalistic you know what I mean I mean if, mm-hmm. if if the grocery store shut down and they were like, yeah, sorry, we're out of food. I'll be kicking in my neighbor's door. And I like my neighbor. He's a nice guy. But if it's me 
and my baby starving. You'd be making or, chimp noises too when you yeah, break it. Exactly. I'll be throwing fucking shit in his face. I'll do whatever the <laughs> fuck I got to do because, goddamn it, me and my babies are going to eat, and yeah. so I will. I will de-evolve, and the apes are evolving, and so. I, I like how well, you're you're Harry's one. You could probably disguise well, yourself as one. There you go. They yeah. wouldn't even. That's why I'm a huge. Nobody takes his shirt off and he's just fucking crawling right next to him. They wouldn't even know. The girl. So I buy that for a dollar. All right. I buy that for a dollar. The kids are always asking me to do Chewbacca all the time when I'm walking around the shirt with my shirt off. They're going, "Oh, hey, yeah, do Chewbacca," and I, I'm like, "I don't dance." That's all. <laughs> Dance monkey dance. Dance monkey, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I checked out Spider Man Homecoming. Hmm. You know? The new uh the new Did take you take the kids? I was on a Monday. They were in camp. This is me, myself and I. Oh. Yeah. Um yeah, this is uh Marvel's take on Spider Man, even though Sony still has the rights. It's all confusing, I know. Hmm. Peter Parker with the help of his mentor Tony Stark tries to balance his life as an ordinary high school student in New York City. While fighting crime as a superhero alter ego, Spider-Man, when a new threat emerges. Directed by John Watts. You guys remember that name? Directed a little movie called Cop Car. Remember that movie? Yeah. Yeah, we're all fans of that movie. That's right. Yeah, with uh, Kevin Bacon. uh, Kevin Bacon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is uh, his take on Spidey. We we got Tom Holland returning as Peter Parker, Spider-Man. We first saw him in Civil War. He stole the show, I believe. I thought so. I thought he was great. Um, what's great about this movie is got a little character actor named Michael Keaton playing Adrian Toome slash the Vulture and him playing the bad guy. Yeah. And people were concerned that uh, Robert Downey Jr. was going to be in it too much. So he started, we've seen him in the trailers a lot. But no, he's in it just enough and it's great and it fully works. Um, we got a running theme throughout the movie of Marissa Tomei playing his aunt, May Parker. That makes sense. They have a really young Peter Parker this time and uh, and he looks like he's actually in high school. Yeah, actually could play a high school student. So it makes sense that his aunt would be a lot younger too. So, and there's a running joke throughout the whole movie that she's hot, which is funny because she is, you know. So that's always funny. Even secretly, she's probably 50 years old in real life. <laughs> she's up there, yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Uh, and then, um, yeah, dude, this movie. I got our boy, uh, straight Jack and Cindy, Mad Cream, Bokeem Woodbine. Oh, uh, yeah, he's in it too. He plays. So check it out. In the very beginning, they do a perfect job of setting up the whole, the whole scenario with Michael Keane's character. We see him. Um, working in New York, trying to clean up the mess that the Avengers have made, you know, after all this shit went down with um, destroying New York and everything. So he's got a company, he bought himself a truck, he's got this company that's going to clean up all the mess that they, they made, right? So he's got his own crew, the radio makes the radio start cleaning up, and then here comes Tony Stark's um, people. They're saying, actually, we're going to be taking over this contract, don't worry about it, we're going to clean it all up. There's some alien technology in there y'all shouldn't be fucking with, so we're going to clean it up. And they're like, ain't that about a, ain't that a bitch? Like, they they make the mess and then they pay themselves to clean it up. Like, huh? So Michael King, you know, gets a little upset about that. He's like, you know, I just bought a new truck. You, you, how are you taking this away from me? You know what? He's just been like, you know, this is enough. Enough. He's got some alien technology. We can really do some. We can really do some damage. They start. They got this one guy, the Tinkler, who's from the comics as well. They're helping him make these weapons, and they're able to design the Vulture suit, and you know, and and still. Crime with this high, high, high tech, like you know, as, fate, as uh, Simon Phoenix would say, "We're the phase of guns. This is the future, right?" So they get all these cool weaponry to do this, God right? Damn, holy shit! I love this gun. Yeah. <laughs> so, dude, this movie, like, if like I said, if you like them in Civil War, he he continues in this one. 
all he wants to do is be a goddamn superhero and be an Avenger. Like, that's all he wants. You know, he's a kid in high school, but when uh, he gets his chance, he puts on the suit and starts fighting crime. We get this funny-ass montage of him, like, saving, like, just doing most mundane, you know, but he's, like, saving crime, and he just wants to be a Bennett and Avenger. It's funny. Um, and, like, the, the scenes that we get as Spidey, like, the suit that Tony Stark made him, I think it, it, it just makes more sense in this time, you know, like, if you look at the suit before, like, how is this any, you know, like, just doesn't, I don't know, it just doesn't even work. I think we need an upgrade. This little spider logo on his chest. The spider, big spider logo on his. So it makes, it's cool. Like, this suit that Toy Story made from it makes sense. It just totally works. And, um, this movie's a fucking blast, man. It is so much fun. Like, I see a lot of people write, this is like the spider they've been waiting for. You know, but I remember saying that way back when too. Like, oh man, this is this is all I've ever wanted to see. But I'm looking back into them. Like, I just don't go. Like, I don't rush to go back and watch them. You know, I there's always the thing about like Tobey Maguire looking really old. You know, I mean, they addressed it in the movie. Like, he's in college now and everything. But I don't know. Like, it's something about this kid. Um, just feels to me more Peter Parker. And then the, I guess they have more. They have better special effects. So the webbing and other things he can do. It's totally work. But the humor in it, the, the character, and just to see Michael Keaton as a fucking bad guy, there's one scene between him and Tom Holland, just them two alone is fucking fantastic, man. It's just awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's fun. It's Spider-Man. I don't really have to sell it that much. I mean, it's a very, very high buy for a dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar. All right, let's see. Cool. Yeah, and there's more I can say. I, mean, I just don't want to, like, like, like Give no. all like the cool, funny, best, best parts. No, you know? no, like, no. Oh, you, you've said it. I really like, like this part. I like this part was even, funny. Like, I, you know what I mean? Even like just saying like the the, the whole. <laughs> you said I'm like, oh man, that would have been cool to see to get surprised in the theater about that bit. And, oh like, great, thanks a lot. <laughs> that made me feel bad. Great. No, no, no. I, 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 I'm just saying for you. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna bleep it out in the um, in the recording. To, oh, okay. You know so. It's all right. We're, we're, me and Harley are the only ones who are going to suffer. It's tough because we're so used to um, trailers spoiling the shit out of movies. Thank you, Iron Man 2, with the fucking suitcase, right? Yeah. Um, it seems like ever since that movie, they were like, just give them all the good shit in the trailer to make sure they go opening weekend. Um, and, it, you know, I think Tony and I are pretty much on the same page here. It's like, fuck that. You know what I mean? I don't want to yeah. see any trailer to a movie that I'm potent. Like nowadays, with every homework extra credit, I don't watch fucking trailers. I don't yeah. fucking pay. I, I just watch yeah. the movie. Blah. I, I mean, I'll I'll literally like read the plot synopsis on IMDb most of the time. Sometimes I don't even really do that or even remember. You know, I mean, I don't. Sometimes Chris will ask me, "What's the homework?" And I'm like, "Oh fuck, I can't remember." It's some movie, it's about a guy and fucking girl, I'm not real sure. Um, you know, they jump around, I can't really remember. And then I'll look it up on IMDb and I'm like, oh yeah, that's right, it's uh, it's it's this or that, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's the only time I play trailers now is when I'm trying to decide if I'm going to let Lainey watch with me or not. Yeah, interesting. Like, yeah, here, watch this. <laughs> if you think you want to watch it, just stay. Otherwise, get the fuck out. Chris is usually pretty good about she kind of knows. I'm always surprised, though. So, you know, it's like I told her she was out of town for the whole weekend. She was actually down there in Riverside. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah. She had to go down there for some for work. And um, 
she was like, you going to the movies? And I was like, yeah, I'll probably go. And she's like, are you going to go see the new Planet of the Apes movie? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, oh, I kind of wanted to go see that too. Because she, cause she actually uh, did a lot of her undergrad studying of the great apes during her anthropology um, studying. And so she's got some insight knowledge into the great apes and sort of, you know, some of the evolutionary stuff. And so, so I always thought that was cool. Um, but, uh, and she liked the movies. Uh, um, so I, I look forward to her seeing the, the third one as well. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Cool. How did it do in the theater? I mean, box office wise. Oh, you can't look uh, it up. Huh? Uh, yeah, I can. I got internet. Oh. I'm good. Right. Yeah. 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 I'm I'm using my laptop to record the podcast. Oh, okay. I think it beat. What about what about power wise? You good with power? Uh, yeah, we're fine. It's a. He's got an extension apartment. cord coming out of some some person's apartment window. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> like, <laughs> no, I get. I made sure it was charged. I got like six hours of battery life on this little Chromebook. It works great. You got that long cord. He's got like he's drying his clothes outside too while he's doing it. multitasking. Well, right. So, um, Spider Man came out last weekend. Um. So it's made more money, obviously total, but it came in at number um, number two. Last week it was number one. Uh, War for the Planet of the Apes actually made fifty six point five million um, on a hundred fifty million dollar budget. So, um, Despicable Me is number three. That's made a hundred and eighty seven million fucking dollars. <laughs> Spider-Man's made $208 million. Yeah. Baby, Baby Driver, Fonzo, you saw that? You liked it? Yep. It, it was number four, Distant, Distant Fourth. It's made $73 million on a $34 million budget. Um, Wonder Woman, $380 million. It's number six. Wonder Woman, $380 million on 149 budget. Hollywood's doing okay. I will say this: Transformers: The Last Night domestically only made a total of 124 million dollars, oh. 217 million dollar budget. Foreign, it made money; it made 392 thousand foreign, but it only broke 500 million dollars, which they were probably hoping it might be, you know. But really, I, neither one of you, saw, Fonzo, you're a big Transformers fan. You never, never saw. I never finished the last one. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. I'm kind of over it, man. Kind of Transformers fatigued. So, <laughs> so anyway. Well, people are watching them. They're making money. Yeah, but not as much. I think yeah. that's, I think. All right. So anyways, long story short. Um, yeah, people went out and saw. We didn't even play the box office music for you. Oh, it's all good. Huh. Tony Sounderboard must not work. I, I didn't realize he was going all out. I thought he was just going to talk about apes. Yeah, play Oh, yeah. <laughs> apes made fifty million dollars. Okay, there you beat go. Out, beat out your boy Parker. All right. Well, there you go. All right. We don't have it. We don't have music for the homework, huh? Uh, well, do you want me to talk about Ghost in the Shell real quick? Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, Tony's got an extra too. Yeah. yeah, I um, I've been working all weekend, but this one seemed like a, a perfect movie to just put on on the background since I already saw the original comic or the cartoon version of it, you know, the anime version of it. Just watch it from the podcast. Huh? Watched it on the podcast. All three of us did. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We all watched it. So (laughs) 
it seemed like, oh, okay, I could put it on in the background since I already know the story. I don't have to pay a lot of attention to it. Um, and sure enough, it, it, it followed the original, uh, pretty well. It did, it did veer off a little bit, um, towards the end, like towards like 60% of the way in. It, it, it took a little different path than the, uh, than the one we saw the, the first version. Um, but it was fun. It paid a lot of homage to the original. I kept, I kept stopping and lo- just staring at the scene because it's like, I was like almost shot for shot from the original. I was like, all right, that was pretty badass. I was like, yeah, that was cool. Um, that is cool. Yeah, so it was definitely a lot of fun. Um, I could see if you if you didn't see the first one at all, not even have to be a fan of it, but if you didn't see it, I could imagine it might be kind of rough just because the concepts of it, you know, are are, are different and the the um, performances that felt. I, I I don't know. It, it almost seemed like it was bad acting, but at the same time, it was like well. They're robots with with brains, human brains. How the fuck do you expect them to behave? You know, it's a, this is a crazy futuristic world. Like they're gonna be. It's and it was one of those. Is this bad acting or is this um, good directing? You know, like no, no, no. You gotta act a little weirder because the original um, a major from the first one was kind of bizarre. You know, she had quirky quirky behaviors. Um. But uh, the, the her her partner ba- Batau, however she however she calls it, oh, like in, the, in the car- in the in the cartoon, he has those weird eyes, you know, with his, that zoom. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think they did a good job of explaining how he got them in this one. Like it, they didn't just he didn't just show up with those eyes. Um, okay. He shows up with normal eyes at first, and then he goes through a process to get them. Um, so it kind of, I I think it, it helps us, helps ease people into it. I'm going to force Lainey to watch this probably later this week, just to, just to get her take. Um, you know, a a normal person that hasn't seen, uh, the original uh, cartoon, see what it goes, see how she reacts to it. But I enjoyed it. I I thought it was fun. Um, the actions, a lot of the action scenes made me feel like it was very matrixy where they, you know, do the slow-mo and she's, because she's a robot, you know, specifically designed, you know, to um, for military use. She was kicking ass, and it was fun. I, I I totally dug it, and I liked the little twist in the plot, or or the deviation in the plot from the original, um, which was it felt fresh, you know. For the, and they still had the spider tank, so that was one of the things that um, I was curious about. Oh, because cool. the the tra- the teaser trailer I saw didn't yeah. have it, and so I was like, ooh. Okay, are they going to put it in or not? I'm kind of glad it wasn't in the trailer as a, you know, pull you in, but it, or or even if it if they mentioned it in the trailer, it would have been like, "All right, I get to see what it looks like in real life as opposed to cartoon." Um right. and it looked cool. I was like, "Okay, yeah, that's that's it was badass." Um, I yeah. So I it, it gets my dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar. Cool. Yeah, so homework music. Uh, I don't know what I got. What do I got? What's this? I, I see a button that says. It's been so long you could change it if you wanted. Nobody would yeah. <laughs> Forgot I had that. Right here. I couldn't even hear it. Really. Oh, let me yeah. let me raise. Let me let me uh let me. I've got something special for you. I hope it's ice cream. Just a little homework tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
don't know where that's from, but okay. Yeah, I don't know. Wow. There you go. Got a ho- okay. homework tonight. Yeah, I guess so. I had the homework and I chose it. It was I chose the Fate of the Furious, mm-hmm. directed by F. Gary Gray. With people in this one, right? They've done a, a pretty much everything. When a mysterious woman seduces Dom into the world of terrorism and the betrayal of those closest to him, the crew face trials that will test them, test them as never before. Now, have you guys seen all this, all of them in the series? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, well, I'm gonna go because uh, you know people probably can already know what I think of it, so I'm gonna go with you guys. What did you guys think of it? Uh, you know, it, it's uh, since Tony wasn't jumping at the mic, um, it's more of the same, largely. Um, hold on a second, I got some people pulling up. Cars. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll try to. Uh, I'll try to. Chime in, Tony. For a bit. Oh, no, yeah, Tony's you know, for me. Yeah, 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 Tony, fill in for me. Um, I started off fast and furious. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I started off like a, a little skeptical, and and then uh, especially since I knew that it, this was the movie where Dom turns, he goes rogue. I'm like, eh, Colin, like it's just gonna be some bullshit plot device that they use blah 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 i was already going into it kind of not 100 percent with a you know in favor of the movie um and as it started off like the 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 the, um the whole cuban the whole cuban mile thing i was like okay that's kind of funny um it's a cool way to you know get you back in back into the into the mood and uh you know the the racing all Um, furious movies start like that yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, okay, cool. Street get, racing, get me in there. Which I think that was this is that was the only street racing scene in the entire movie, right? Um, and then uh, and then they go into the 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 seduction of getting Dom, uh, you know, to to go rogue, and they don't tell you what it is. So you're like, I, I'm just like, motherfuckers, if they wait till the like last ten minutes of the movie to reveal it, I'm gonna be pissed. That <laughs> was already oh, oh, yeah. yeah, I was like, Oh, they better not. It's like is this gonna be some bullshit. But it ended up it ended up turning me around. Like I was like, Cool. They they explain it early enough to where I felt comfortable just enjoying the kind of tent pole action set piece type of movie this is normally meant well, to be. That's, and yeah, just, that's what the right. franchise really turned into. Yeah. Is so. big action extravaganzas that sort of Sort of center on cars. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed the the um, the one the 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 scene, the action scene with the wave of cars in the city. Oh <laughs> I was digging how that. Much, how much <laughs> bullshit was? No, no, I cut Harley off right there. <laughs> zombie cars. She said zombie, oh, like, zombie cars. Zombie cars. Oh, fucking yes. on, dude. In the night of George Romero's passing, R.I.P., yeah. sir, right. got zombie cars. Zombie it was cars. brilliant. Look, we wouldn't even have zombie cars if it wasn't for him either. Uh-huh. Respect, yeah. <laughs> respect the zombie cars and move the fuck on. Yeah, and like it was a wave of zombie cars. It, it was kind of like um, World War. Was it World War Z that did? It's like yeah. Yeah, yeah, that had kind of like that scene with just a wave sure. of zombies. I was like, "Oh shit, this is fun!" <laughs> and they were, and she was a fucking hacker. I was like, we're, yeah. we're, "You know, like that." Yeah, right, what's not to love? Think about it. She, they've done a, a crazy stunt all the time, right? What have they not done, right? They've done it all. They had to do that. You know what I mean? And of course, towards the end too. Sure. What are you talking I, to me outside? 
Uh, no, sorry. <laughs> Are you talking to an officer or something? No, yeah. no, no, I said planes, trains, and automobiles. We've seen it all. Oh. Mm -hmm. did, did, uh, that movie have zombie cars? No. No, the, so. the zombie cars is, is the first in the, the eight uh, Furious movies. For sure. Well, I'm with I'm, I'm Tony. I, I liked it. I didn't like uh, the seventh. I haven't really seen that much. And I... Uh, it's the one that's known because Paul Walker died while filming it, so it's got, you know, has its issues, but just even action-wise and everything, I don't know, I did I don't... How do you, how do you feel about the spoiler one. alert sort of not referencing him in the movie, like... Well, they kind of moved what? on already, and they need they, to, it's okay, I get they, it. They replaced him. Well, they with, did at the end, they kind of did reference him. Well, they replaced him with, like, the most handsome man living. Wait, Scott Eastwood? Yeah, Clint Eastwood's thirty, the youngest son, who's younger. than I didn't think us. he was being replacing him. Did you? What? Oh yeah, absolutely. Tony, I do mean, you get that feeling? What they replaced him? Well, they yeah, just Mr. They Nobody's put, little right hand man. They put and they even put him in Paul Walker esque cars. Like they put him in like a Subaru WRX. I think he's a handsome blonde with curly hair. The only difference is he's not part of the crew. He's a little nobody. Um but I totally thought I totally saw them as replacing Paul Walker with his character. Nah, they they referenced they referenced Brian towards the beginning of the movie. What yeah. really? What? Yeah, I, I they specifically said they're like, "Well, where'd Dom go? Where'd Dom go?" He's like, "Hey, we can go ask Brian." They're like, "No, we promised him we would not involve him again or something oh, like that." Oh, okay. yeah, interesting. Well, and then they. Well, you know, alert. Yeah, 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 hurt. <laughs> Calm down. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. that, that really spoils it. Um, no, this one I had a lot of fun. Like they got the crazy action scene in the beginning. So I like, cool, you gave me hook. You got a badass character, Shirley Theron, in it. Like I'm like, cool, I'm sold. Her Russell shows up again, playing with nobody, which is great. We got uh, the Rock uh, coaching little kids, little girl soccer league. <laughs> that was one of the funniest, dance. funniest scenes. The, yeah, the I was like, I'm like, yeah, I'm sure they're all fans. Yeah. <laughs> And I love that. That was so cool. That was like one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. Ironically, was just him doing the fucking Hawaiian dance with the kids. No, no, no. That was that was yeah. that was called a haka. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a haka. <laughs> no, this movie. Yeah, this movie. I like. I said it's something different. They had to do something different. Like I said, Dom goes rogue, and you find out in the movie why. And you're like, okay, it's a different take. You know, it makes sense to me. So let's we'll go with it. And then. And then a the jail breakout scene, which I thought was really cool. Like, I, I love to see like, say them in the rock fight, but teaming up wasn't too bad either. And uh, it was really cool. And then the fucking scene with the plane and the baby and like the, with Jake's tail. <laughs> oh, I don't even give him a fuck, was, man. That was awesome. I don't care what you say. Oh, see that, that was that so much me. fun. I, that officially oh, was over the top. Uh, yeah, oh, come I on, think man. for me, the franchise because it's not about cars anymore. It's basically like old school bond films like their early over the top gadget bond flicks i mean um uh charlize theron cypher she's completely indistinguishable from a bond villain i mean can you think of anything that would distinguish her from a bond villain plain and simple i mean she's I mean, she, and she and I, I was watching the movie going, God damn, she'd play a good villain. Uh, you know, I mean, 
she her she's such a good actress obviously and her hair you know they kind of they made her look a little unique although she looked a little weird at the beginning like she had plastic surgery done or something um um i was like this this franchise is officially like a bond franchise kind of thing and so once i'm okay with that then i don't mind it then I'm just like, okay, it's it's fun popcorn movie, and and it does that. It's good movie, <laughs> yeah, a good movie, and it does that to the T. And number seven did that to the T, and number six did that to the to the T, and number five did that to the T. I I will say it's kind of diminishing returns because the characters and we know them, and you know, I mean, you see the ever so slight differences, so to speak, between them or evolving, but for the most part, it's just more of the same. And and they try to outdo themselves and they did, like you said, with zombie cars. Um, but I, I, again, I think, you know, maybe it's fast, furious fatigue. Um, but I think, especially after Paul Walker did pass, um, and I'm not upset that they didn't continue on the movies without because he died. I, you know, I get it. I, Hollywood's about making money, and these movies make money, so fuck it. Yeah, you know. Um, but it, it, they they start becoming indistinguishable, or at least a lot of the set pieces become indistinguishable. And and I didn't care. I didn't believe the the um, the Vin Diesel line or the Vin Diesel storyline that Tony you were that jaded Tony you jaded you at the beginning that maybe you came around to well it, I, it, it's it was less about whether I believe the storyline could be true versus motherfucking movie better reveal this the twist early or else yeah. I'm gonna be pissed yeah so and they they did towards the end of the second act um for me it was so like I thought poor writing or lazy writing because he had so many options. He had so many places where he could have looked at them and said, I'm sorry, but I'm forced. To. Uh, uh, no, he, not, not with a God's eye up in the air. They, she'd be able to tell. She'd see it right. right away. Well, he doesn't have to tell them why he's doing it, but he can say, I'm sorry. And, and risk them fucking it up. Way. And then, and, and his, and, and you know, it, nah, he loses bullshit. the I mean, he, collateral that they have. He risks it to by seeing what's her name, you know. I mean, at least he could have like smiled or said something. Tell him something, Joe. I that that part that's man. I see. To me, I I bought it just because Cipher the way they played the character of Cipher up, she would be able to tell right away. Like just she just had so much visibility and so much like you said, the, you know, the the Bond villain, the super villain. In fact, the movie the movie implies that she has been the villain in like four other films she was just he was the boss that was you yeah, know the, the big cat above everybody at the whole time yeah, yeah. i yeah i so guess like for me a lot of the dialogue scenes i just start kind of checking out i just almost yeah, that, no that's true that's true yeah there's there's yeah. no reason to listen to dialogue in these movies he's just, just yeah exactly i mean the dialogue is so bad them. i mean they're it's so it's so cheesy and campy but it's, <laughs> it's fine it's fucking fast they know it yeah they're not and you know, trying pretend to be anything else you know what um, i mean and, and, the, and it was one scene where i kind of i like it almost felt like they were nodding to that they were just finally admitting oh. it on screen where um we've got vin diesel 
and um, no, 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 it's not Vin Diesel. It's it's the two fighting the, the two guys. The that Rock are, and Statham. The Rock and Statham were underneath the car and exchanging one-liners, and they just kind of laugh because it's like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> exchanging like one-liners. That one, <laughs> and then um, the right, winking at the audience, and the other one that they kind of winked at it is uh, when that new, the new, the 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 nobody, the nothing mm-hmm. guy. And he's just he's like I finally finally learned the third lesson, you know. It's that there right. are you know nothing matters and there are no rules. It's like mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of where we're at with the whole franchise. It's like there's no mm-hmm. fucking rules, just go. But I, I yeah, will. Yes, yeah, so would you give me your score already? Um. Oh yeah. Well, I'll, yeah. I'll give it a dollar. Um, buy that for a especially like scrolling down here on IMDb. Fucking um, our boy from Game of Thrones was in it. Rhodes. Christopher oh, Hivju. I was, was like, like yo. A, he was like a comic book character. Are you talking about the bearded redhead? Yeah, the bearded redhead, man. Yeah, he was a comic book <laughs> I was like, there's two characters in this movie that are on Game of Thrones. It's like, what can I do? That's awesome. Yeah, it gets my dollar. Yeah, right on. Cool. All right? Yeah, absolutely. No, the franchise continues to not disappoint. Um, it's... Like I said, the, my, my only concern is they're not... You know, and what can you do? You're on the fucking eighth film, for God's sake. Um, you know, it. it's it's an absolute dollar if you love action movies. With that said, this movie... Not only that, but if you like the characters, you've fallen for so long. Sure, sure, yeah, and that's the thing. Is, and we've seen basically four films now with this ensemble cast. Maybe, th- maybe only three, but I'm thinking, you know, we've been... I mean, shit, we were introduced to Tyrese on the second film, weren't we? Um, but most of these other characters we've seen for at least three films, if not four. Um, and like you said, you do sort of remember them and, and, you know, the, the writers, the jokes and stuff are, are, are right up their alley or or not right up their alley, but it, it, it works well with the timeline. Um, it's. And so the and 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 from a visual set piece, it works great. I mean, it's a it's a visual. I think you get zombie cars, you get all stuff you've never seen before. You get them fucking fighting against a submarine for crying out loud. <laughs> Spoiler alert! Like I'm saying, I've never seen the trailer. Straight up Bond movie. I mean, they're doing what we were seeing the Bond franchise do in you know the 70s and 80s and so for that guess, yeah it's all good yeah and it's as if gary gray teaming up with charlize and jason salem again an italian job oh that's right they worked He's together a long yeah. time ago i'm handsome rub so yeah to me i like this way better than the seventh one uh i'm curious to see where they're going it is kind of odd with the uh, i do like some returning characters which is always fun um i do i do see that the the group is, is, you know, kind of, it's kind of small and different, but, you know, it, to, to say I want to go back to like the old school, the rest, it's, it's not going to be like that. Just think about how they actually became awesome on five and six. So, I mean, we're, if they go in space or a team with the Transformers or something, <laughs> no, 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 they're going, they're going to Infinity War, yo. Mm-hmm. Fighting Thanos. Dude, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even pass them. I want to see that. <laughs> You know, yeah, cars in space. Hell yeah, let's make that happen. To me, it's a it's a buy for dollar for sure. I'd yeah, for buy sure. that for a dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar. I'll continue to see these movies as they come out. Yeah, yeah. I sure. had fun. So. Yeah. Right on. There, there was one more extra I saw. 
Otherwise, I watched it like I swear to God because Chris was out of town. She left I think on Thursday and came back mm-hmm. yesterday. So I was like all like straight up zombie, staying up late at night, playing video games and watching movies at fucking two o'clock. I watched Sicario again. I revisited it. Oh yeah. Um, especially after we saw uh, Dennis. I don't know if Villanueva, you pronounce it. Um, <laughs> you know, and obviously what he's coming out with the whole um, Blade Runner. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, Sicario is a perfect fucking film. It's two hours. It is so suspenseful. It is so fucking anxiety riddled. I've seen the movie. I know what's going to happen, and I'm still like on the edge of my seat the entire fucking movie the performances i'm not a huge emily blunt fan like i wasn't like she's a great actress she's fucking awesome in this movie but yeah del toro i like your looper fuck yeah yeah she's good in it she's not a main character benicio del toro i would not fuck with that dude like he is billy badass in this josh brolin eating up screen time being just fucking chill you know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. we just saw the Daniel Kaluuya, if that's how you pronounce his last name, in Get Out. Mm-hmm. He the kid in it, and he's the he's the like cowboy buddy of hers. He's really good in it. Oh, that's him, no way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You get these really good performances and the fucking directing of and the cinematography. Man, he's got that creepy band voice going on right now. Oh man, oh. it's so <laughs> You got some Malibu rum um, <laughs> in the backseat of my, my wife's toy to rap for. Um, this is like Oscar nominated in my like best picture of the year. Like it's an absolute perfect film. Um, it's not for everybody because it, it is such a sort of hard movie to watch because it is so there's some pretty, pretty violent scenes and, and just sort of the subject matter, obviously. Yeah. It's an absolute slider. Um, I don't know if I gave it a Slater before. That but was a fucking movie. Phenomenal movie. Uh, it's only got a go. 7.6 on IMDb, but for all intents and purposes, for what it's trying to do, it's a perfect yeah. film. And they are making a sequel. Yeah, based on the Benicio Del Toro character, Alejandro. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was great in it. Yeah, he's so goddamn good. So good. Yeah. So, That's funny you said extra, because I did see an extra, too, and I think about it. It was a four-part documentary, The Defiant Ones, on HBO. Oh, cool. It's a story about Dr. Dre and Jimmy Iovine and how they met up. You it's fucking it fascinating. Week. What's that? You mentioned it last week. Yeah, I think I mentioned it was going to air, I guess. And no, watched you, it. You already started watching it. Did I? Okay, well, I finished it. It's maybe, fucking great. Maybe so, you haven't finished it. Yeah, definitely watch that. It's awesome. You get a chance to like music. Very, very interesting. And now, who's Jimmy I Jimmy Iovine? Oh, dude, he's worked on... Fucking everything. If you look at him, he worked with Springsteen, Tom Petty, Steve oh, Nicks. Is he a producer or something? Uh-huh. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I'm surprised you never heard his name. Uh-uh. Like rap lyrics and everything. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, he's, he's a big part of Dre now, for sure. After Beats and Soul Tap. Yeah, it's really good. If you get a chance to watch him. Um, if you want to know about him, watch the documentary. Very it's all about him. Yeah. all about it. So, yeah, it's very good. Especially, like, because... It goes back to the 90s and all the shit that went down. And like you're like, damn, man. Who was in the, 
bunch of like these rich executive white men were all involved in this gangster shit with like mm-hmm. the East and the West. It's kind of interesting. They started recognizing that it was selling lots and lots of CDs to white kids. That's it, man. And CDs were easy to make, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, you'll see. You'll like it. I'll have to check it out for sure. For sure. So uh, MCP had the extra credit this week. I did, and I signed Bronx Tale because I remember watching it um, as a kid or younger. I don't know, um, and I couldn't remember what I thought of it. <laughs> I think I didn't huh. understand um, until I was older, and yeah. so uh, I had to watch it again to see if I did. Um, Robert De Niro, Chaz, no thanks. Harley. I'll let I'll let Harley say that one. Chaz Palminteri. <laughs> Um, Bronx Tale, yeah, um, I I dug it. it. It was it was a surprise. I I thought I think I thought I was gonna see a different movie. When the movie was mm-hmm. over, I was like, oh, I thought that was it. <laughs> I thought that was gonna go to com- somewhere else completely. Um, yeah. It just just follows uh, the life of this one kid who happens to live in a in a bad part of New York and um, admires a gangster and the the how. The tr- troubles and trials of, of growing up like that is it just kind of cool, um, you know, be, a coming of age type of story uh, in in a gangster world, uh, or in, or in like on the border of a gangster world, which is cool. It's something yeah. a little bit different. What about y'all? Have you, have you guys seen it? I'm guessing you guys all both seen it before. Fonzo, oh yeah, yeah, I had seen it before for sure. I, I've seen scenes, but I'd never seen the movie through and through. Uh, oh, interesting. Okay. So it was more or less homework to me. Okay, cool. Yeah, I remember talking about this a while back. I remember saying, I remember talking about this in the podcast where I said, in the past when I first watched it, I watched it from the kid's perspective. Mm. And then watching it now, I totally see it from De Niro's side. Oh, I'm, sure. It's yeah, kind yeah. of fascinating. And then at the, this third time watching it, I'm trying to see it through both sides, you know? Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, Chad Palminteri wrote the play and screenplay and stars in it with De Niro. De Niro did, directing it, dedicating the movie to his dad. That's an interesting, um, uh, yeah, an interesting story that that I guess several yeah. people wanted to make it, and Palm and Terry, who owned the rights to it, he ref- he kept refusing Hollywood to make the rights because he wanted it done a certain way, and he yeah. wanted a star in it, mm-hmm. not because I think probably not because of his own selfish reasons, but probably because he knew the material, and I get it because he's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, like he's so good as Sonny. You know what I mean? Um, totally believable. I mean, ironically, he's really the main character. De Niro's not in the movie a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the the movie really revolves around. Um, and he takes a back seat. Yeah, oh. Cologulo. <laughs> Come on, where's Sonny. my rim shot, Sonny? Come on now, I'm dying. <laughs> and so. Sorry. So, anyways, the the film really revolves around those two. You cast that kid because he looks like a young Bobby D, right? Come on, right? <laughs> yeah, and well, and his performance was good. I mean, they got. I mean, De Niro got a good performance out of him. Oh, they got pictures of uh, of the kid that played him when he was nine on yeah, IMDb. Him all Whoa. Yeah. Holy shit! Did you see him? Yeah. Oh yeah, he's like a like straight out of Compton. Damn. With neck tattoos and shit. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, did he not? Did he? Is he still? He's still working. Well, he, he did some TV series. Yeah, but nothing Whoa, serious. That's funny. Yeah, no. This 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 is a, this is a Slater for me. I the uh, mob movies are my wheelhouse. I fucking love them. I can't get enough. Um, 
the, the the music in it is just fantastic. Um, the only like weakness is probably the girl Jane when she's acting. It's pretty bad. Yeah. So yeah, that's she's, probably she's my only not, weakest part. Yeah, but his fucking friends are degenerate bastards. They're fucking great. Sonny oh. is fucking fantastic. You can't help it to admire him, but they can't help him. De Niro taking like the instead of being the gangster, he's playing the working man. You know, the working man's a sucker, daddy. Getting all upset because mm-hmm. you know, as a kid, man, you see that. You see the flashiness. Mm-hmm. You see the cash. You see, you know. Um, but it's cool to see De Niro holding his ground every fucking time. You know, he's like, no, mm-hmm. I don't. I could, you know, he's like, even his wife was like questioning, like, really, you didn't take that job for that money? He's like, what am I gonna do? Fucking work for him. You know, like, no, I got a job for the city. If I get pinched, not. You know, and he's a streetwise guy. He's smart. He knows. You know, this yeah. shit happens. Yeah, he's um, stupid. But yeah, no. Um, it's been around. Yeah, his first day. exactly. Yeah, no. This movie, yeah. I when I was watching it again, I was like, yeah, I remember. I remember digging this when I first saw it. I remember like the first few minutes digging into it. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna fucking love this. Um, and at the end too. Come on, this movie came out in '93. I'm not 7.8. The fucking picture no, shows up. Oh, so good, yeah. so good. You know, you're like, you're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be around here in the neighborhood. You're like, damn, where's that movie? And then that scene with De Niro and, and uh, I mean, Pesci and De Niro walk past each other, you're like, I will say this the movie struggles a little bit because while it's kind of couched as a as a, a mob movie, it's not. It's really a coming of age movie. Mm-hmm. And For sure. it's really, really light on the mob. Like obviously Sonny is somehow involved, but they never address it, they never talk about it. They just talk about he's feared and not respected or not loved, but people are afraid of him. And, you know, obviously he shoots the guy at the beginning and, you know, everybody covers for him and, you know, everybody's Italian and everybody's made basically. He's just mad because they beat up bikers, huh? No, no, no. No, that, that scene was fun. <laughs> I, I got no problems with that. Um, yeah, fuck the honky trash. Um, I, <laughs> I, like, I like how a major plot line is the mixed race thing. Which, ironically, I think is more of the De Niro side of it. Because yeah, because he's been married to a uh, black woman. Multiple black women he's yeah. been married to. Yeah. So I think that's probably... Well, I, I thought it was funny because in the movie, when... Col, Col, is it pronounced Cologilo? He's called C. Yeah, called, I think it's Cologilo. Asks Dad, he goes, what do you think about me dating a black woman? He's like, eh, you know, stick to your own. <laughs> and I thought, well, you didn't. I thought that was yeah. <laughs> that's an, that's probably an accurate representation of that time and that generation. Oh, fucking civil sure. rights movement! That's absolutely, yeah, so. absolutely. Um, I mean, and, and not only is you know De Niro and his family white, but they're immigrants too. They're Italian Americans, so mm-hmm. so it's it's different. And but like white people. They love to, you know, be racist and throw around the N word, and and so, um, so, anyways, um, it's it's very light. Don't go into this thinking it's Goodfellas by any stretch of the mean. I mean, it is. It's it's a coming of age story, and 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 it's good at that. It does that well. Don't get me wrong. Um, I wasn't expecting it, Um, and I think another problem. And I don't, I don't want to go off too much because I, I do like the film. Another problem, there's not really an antagonist to the film. You know, I mean, Sonny is more or less. But Sonny keeps telling C, don't be like me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
ditch those fucking kids. They're fucking idiots. Like, he keeps giving yeah, but, him really good advice. He's not, like, well, trying to draw him in to, to you know. I mean, he's even, you know, he's even said, like, don't don't grow up and be like me. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a, honest. He's get like, two educations, you know, and get out exactly, and that kind exactly. of thing. Well, that, and that's what it, the antagonist, being a coming-of-age film, the antagonist is the bad life. You know, well, he's, the, he's the growing up childhood, and he, basically. Well, no, and he's tr- he's trying to, you know, his his dad and his second dad, Sonny, are both fighting against the real antagonist, which is don't fuck up your life. Yeah. You know, don't, yeah. you don't lead don't a good life. Away. And they're both away. pushing him towards Waste that. So it, it, it's tough. Like, it's one of those movies where I didn't know what I was expecting going in. I just thought it was going to be, you know, another sort of kind of Goodfellas-esque film. And I didn't get that. I got a coming-of-age story. And and for that, it worked. You know? It, it's not bad at all. Um, um, it, 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 if anything, it's it's a very good film. Like I said, Chaz Palminteri, he's fucking brilliant. I mean, he's, like, Oscar-nominated. When he's talking to the kid and, like... And he fucking freaks out on him about the car. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's it's poignant writing. But he's giving a little advice about the girls, you know? like Yeah, yeah, you know? And obviously when she reaches over, he's like, yes! So excited, yeah. I love yeah, that. It's, it's fun. Yeah. So. My favorite scene is, uh, just put him in the bathroom. You know, stick him in the bathroom. <laughs> no, there's not going to be any room. Yeah. Just put stick him in the bathroom. They put whale in there and they put the fucking coffee cake in there. Yeah. <laughs> Oh god! Yeah. I love fucking Mush. I love when he comes down the, with horse races. He's just rubbing the tickets. I oh, forget it's over. Fucking Mush is here. It's done. It's a wrap. Mm-hmm. Let's go. And sure enough, he fucking lost. Yep. Even though the horse is winning the whole time. I know it's when you when you see the young sea go go fuck yourself. He's so mm-hmm. pissed. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh no! Yeah, no, it's good. Little funny things like that too are great. You know. Yeah. Like the whole story with the guy like, hey, you you pull up next to the fucking eighteen wheeler, you grab her by the head, and you start pushing her down your bajul. She goes down there while that guy's there right there. You know, she's a big cat we trust. She's like, you're a fucking maniac. You don't know you're a maniac. Yeah. <laughs> this, this conversation with those guys is great, while too. You, while you see the writing on the wall, these kids are fucking trouble, you know. Oh, yeah. and, they, and they get what's coming to them. And, and mm-hmm. definitely it's has, crazy, too, yeah. It definitely has he gets them out of the car, you know? 90s cliche of, you know, he wants to say something or something at the end. And, the, the, you know, he's right. just too little, too late kind of thing. But the truth is... I'm a fan of these 80s and 90s drama character pieces. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm kind of a shoe-in for enjoying this movie, even though it's not what I expected. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, after I watched this, I, I got going on fucking doing my homework or on Casino, because now I want to rewatch Casino kind of thing, you know? <laughs> um, but um, no, it's it's definitely a, a high dollar for sure. I'd buy that for a dollar. It's not for everybody. You know, Lainey, I don't think is going to enjoy this movie. And I don't even, I'm not even married to her, but I know my wife sure as fuck ain't going to watch it. Uh, <laughs> Tony, did you make your girl see it? No, I, I watched it without her. Yeah. Not because I didn't think she would enjoy it. I think she could probably appreciate the growing up side of it. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah. You know? But no, I, I give it a dollar for sure. Um, It, it has a potential. Uh, I don't remember what I thought of it the first time, so it's it feels like I saw it, you know, like the first run through. So it gets my high dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar. It does have a little bit of that sort of '90s pacing, which for a drama can be a little on the slow side and a little kind of like, okay, well, what now? What? Come on, what do you? 
You know, uh, not for me. I, I I like the way it flows. So I don't you have to buy into that sort of slow burn. I mean, really, the sort of like the movie all comes to a head in the last five minutes with the with the Molotov cocktails and the shooting kind of thing. This all happens at the very end of a two hour long movie. It's it's two hours of character development, um, and and it does a very good job of it. And De Niro's directing is very good. Um, mm-hmm. Sure. And so, yeah, to me, it's a Slater. I absolutely love the movie. That was a fucking I, movie. Yeah, I remember way back when I found like um, the Case Logic CDs, like lying in the street at a parking lot one time, hmm. and I picked it up, and it's full of soundtracks, and one of them was a Bronx Tale soundtrack. So I had listened to the soundtrack like way before I'd watched the movie. <laughs> so you're sharing the cues of all the songs. I knew exactly cool. the songs. <laughs> That's, That's kind of interesting. Cool. It's kind of fun. Um, but yeah, I yeah, I love this movie. So good. Let me ask you this, because I literally yeah. rewound the movie because I was confused. When when Pesci's character comes in at the end and he says um, the baseball bat and he's got the scar, who yeah. hit him with the baseball bat? Because the scene with the shooting at the beginning, the driver jumps out and bashes the window in with a baseball bat. But did I miss a scene or something where a young Pesci gets hit in the head with a baseball bat? He was that car. He was the car that was getting hit. Yeah, he was the driver. Yeah. Oh. The guy comes out and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? He starts hitting the bat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Starts hitting the windshield with the bat. Yeah. And he was in the car. Yeah, you can okay. see him too when they're pulling him out. You can tell it's Pesci. Oh, it's okay. Okay. Yeah. But 15 years younger. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so the scar is from the broken glass or whatever. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And that's why when he, when Sonny comes, he shoots the guy with the baseball bat. Exactly. Is it, that was really for a parking space? <laughs> yeah, well, what was it about, though? I'm curious. He didn't say, yeah, he didn't say. Yeah. Is it in the trivia or something? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe no. it's in a <laughs> commentary somewhere? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I like keeping them big. I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. for a, a case. All right, so who's got homework next week? I do. Uh-oh. I'm going to give you the option of two movies, two new movies. Um. Uh, let's see. Ooh, one's a little longer than the other one. Um, we've seen Chris Evans do drama. I think he's actually a pretty talented actor, and he's in a new movie directed by Mark Webb, the guy who brought you the last Spider-Man films. Um, and I'm actually interested. It's got 7.7 on IMDb. It's called Gifted. It's relatively short, an hour and forty minutes. Frank, a single man raising his child prodigy niece, Mary, is drawn into a custody battle with his mother, with his mother. So that's kind of interesting. And I, I, I'm intrigued to see this. Huh. And then the other movie is a little more adventurous. Um, I saw a trailer to this, The Lost City of Z. Um, James Gray wrote and directed it. Starring. I was actually looking at that one to watch today as background. Oh, interesting. Charlie Hunnam and Robert Pattinson, Sienna Miller, Tom Holland. Um, it's not a short film, though. It's two hours and 20 minutes. Hmm. And it's got a 6.8 on IMDb, which isn't bad. Um, the, the plot synopsis, a true-life drama centering on British explorer Colonel Percival 
Fawcett, who disappeared while searching for a mysterious city in the Amazon in the late 1920s. Um, oh, so if you, if you want to watch the uh, gift? I watch the gifted. I'm both gifted. <laughs> and Tony, you're going. Uh, g- let me check out gifted. I haven't. I didn't look it up. <laughs> the gifted movie, motherfucker, not the TV series. <laughs> gifted, gifted. Hmm. Yeah, I can watch it. Sure. All right, let's do that. I, I'll watch the new hey, All right. I, I think um, The Lost City of Z might be a good you know, movie to watch with the family, the kids, maybe even two-parter kind of thing. The gift that I could watch with the wife, for sure. Okay. Right. The gifted it is, or just right. gifted. Just gifted. Uh, just gifted. Just gifted. Just gifted. I'm gonna go fresh crit. I'm gonna go for either George Romero or Mar Lando, either with Land of the Dead or Ed Wood. Well, I think I think we did Ed Wood, and I didn't actually watch it. Um, yeah, we. You I chose it, but you never reviewed it. Yeah, I think for some reason I missed on it. I I I didn't watch it. I couldn't remember. Something happened. Um, it was an early Tim Burton film. I think you're a huge fan of it, right? Edward, aren't you yeah. a big fan of it? Edward, yeah, Edward's yeah, yeah, it's really good. Um, you know, to be honest with you, either way, I'm okay. I, I, w- I guess I would actually rather go on the early zombie film just because, um, were, the whole gifted is just a you know a drama, straight up sure. drama character piece. So. Okay, you um, cool with that, Tony? Yeah, that's fine. All right, so which, which one is it? Which Romero film you want to do? Land of the Dead. Dead. Okay, is that the one the the two thousand and early two thousands? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember. I always remember seeing that, and enjoying it. It's got a uh, John Leguizamo and Dennis Hopper. That's right, Dennis Hopper. Yeah. He's like the dude that lives up in the the castle on the hill. Yeah, kind of remember. Yeah, you remember. Oh yeah, I've seen it a couple times. Okay. Right. Yeah, go. it's got a, it's got a it's got. Well, keep talking about it. We'll read it next week. Hold on, Charlie <laughs> Murphy, the, the the black zombie, looks like Charlie Murphy. Oh my gosh, it's fucked up. No, I'm just saying. Like, look at the actor. He looks like Tony Murphy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. all right, all right. How was you guys' weekends, man? What you guys do? Dude, I fucking broke my toe today. What the hell? Yeah, I fucking we took the boat out. So we moved to this golf resort community, right? Well, it's called Lake Shastina because there's a fucking lake in the middle of it, and it's actually a pretty nice lake, especially this year because we had such a crazy winter. Mm-hmm. Um, so earlier this week, Chris was gone out of town, so I didn't do much. I just fucking sat around and played video games. Um, uh. But so today, uh, Anna, the 14-year-old, she's going to camp for a whole week. So she's doing this, like, leadership whitewater rafting camp thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we sent her off. To, we had to drive before Rico. When we got home, it was, like, noon or 1 o'clock. And I was like, hey, we should go boating today. So she was like, yeah, all right, let's do it. So I was talking to the next-door neighbor. There is a boat ramp 
like within a half a mile of our house and it's only for Lake Shastina residents. So we can go boating like in the drop of a dime. And I, obviously I know you guys don't do a lot of boating, but the process of loading up the boat, hooking up the trailer, you know, driving, paying boat fees, this and that, the, the process of going boating is an all-day excursion. It's, it's a lot of driving. It's a lot of prepping. It's a lot of this. It's a lot of that. The fact that we can go boating now in minutes like we can literally just drive to this almost private boat ramp and it's actually a really nice boat or a really nice lake like we tooled around on it for a couple hours i think we're out there for about four hours had a couple beers just chilled like really fucking cool it's like almost our own private little lake but we we uh beached the fucking boat and I was wading in the water and I fucking kicked a rock on accident on my fucking ring toe, you know, not the pinky toe, but the second one. And it's all fucking black and it's all swollen and it hurts like a bitch to walk. So I'm pretty sure I broke my fucking toe. Damn. <laughs> but so other than that, the day was great. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you, you cucks. <laughs> about you, Zippy? It's a way to do it. Uh, just chilled. Um, I've been working all weekend. I'm trying to get as much work done as I can before Comic-Con this week. So, um, we, we did go out, uh, Saturday night. Um, we have, uh, some friends that, uh, Lainey met, uh, this girl in, um, at school, at her school. She was going in psychology, you know, psycho school. And, uh, and we've been hanging out with them every once in a while. So it's kind of cool. Um, we got, we signed up for a travel membership thing and then we let them take advantage of, we get like six weeks, six resort weeks a year. And so we let them take some, uh, some resort weeks and, um, and they found a perfect place. They said it was the most amazing, amazing place they'd ever been to. It was like one of those dreams that they've always had. Um, you know, that you see in the movie, people go into resorts. I was like, that's exactly what they experienced. And so they loved it. And so. Um, that's what, that's what we went out for. We went out on Saturday so they can uh, tell us all about it. You know, we went to BJ's in, uh, Escondido at the Escondido, um, shot the mall, you know, there's that BJ's restaurant there. Um, so that was cool. You know, we just hung out. Um, and then today I just worked my ass off. Um, while Lainey went to the beach and, um, yeah, uh, she went with her family, um, and she she came home and the first thing I asked her was like, "Did you put sunscreen on?" Because um, I because I know her. <laughs> she's like, "No, it was overcast." I'm like, "You're gonna be red." But she's like, "It was overcast." I'm like, "The U the UV still makes it through." <laughs> and sure enough, within like ten minutes, she's bright red. <laughs> yeah, so that was fun. That's that's fun. Like watching Game of Thrones tonight. Um, every every ten minutes, it's like. Put some more lotion on. So, it's so Put you some lotion on the skin. It. Yeah, exactly. Before it all <laughs> yeah. falls off. Exactly. So it's all of that. Yep, yep. But me, no, you, I'm good. Yeah. I'm I'm nice and pale, staying inside my. Well, I mean, my face is probably nice and tan from all my monitors, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, what is your quick little mini mini review of uh, this Game of Thrones season premiere? Uh, it's a good start. 
Um, okay. We've got they touched on all the characters, you know, they kind of nice. went around, went around nice. the room and said, okay, this character is now here. These characters are here. And you're like, Oh shit, some time has passed. And they're at this point and they're at this point. So it was kind of cool. Um, it's a, it's good. It's staging. It's staging for the next, you know, the next episode. Cause it's going to the I didn't want to watch it. Lane put on, the, you know, at the end of the episode, they put on yeah. a little clip from oh. the next episode that's coming out. And I'm like, I kind of yeah. don't want to see it. And then I caught a glimpse of it, and I was like, "Shit's about to go down." All right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and this is nothing in the. There's no books about this part, huh? I don't know. I've, I have. I stopped reading the books. I I oh. started trying to catch up, and then I realized that when whenever for for all the seasons where I had read the books already, the entire mm-hmm. time I'm just thinking, "Oh, that wasn't. It wasn't like that in the book." It wasn't like that in the book. And I'm like, fuck that. That makes me not enjoy it as much. So I'm just like, didn't read anything. I'll watch the TV show first, and then maybe I'll go yes. back and read the book. Are they still yeah. doing material that's in books? Yeah, There's rumors right now that he started finished it. Yeah, I, was, I, thought, I thought they had officially sort of like started making the show beyond the book. I don't know, yeah. I, I don't know yeah. at what point they started veering away. I'm I'll tell so you what. Tell you one thing. I will. I will touch on a spoiler for for y'all because oh. the entire. I, I know you, Fonzo. You remember that I've been waiting for Arya Stark to be badass. Yes, that's what you told me from the from very beginning the, of Game the, of Thrones season day one. one. I'm like Arya has been my favorite character. She's the character that I've wanted to follow from the books, and so right. I was all, the entire the entire season of all the seasons of game of thrones the, the entire show i've been waiting for Arya stark to get badass yeah. and it's finally i finally got a finally finally i'm like nice. yes that's the Arya that i was waiting for bam just nice and badass so it's cool that's awesome that's very cool that's awesome I'm, yeah they, yeah take only how many seasons seven seven <laughs> seasons for me to finally feel like they got it wow. i was like yes she's finally there unleash her three seasons behind i just don't have any interest in sorry yeah it's i mean it's a lot it's a lot to take in if you're just trying to you know trying to hurry up and binge sure oh yeah i'm gonna try to catch it maybe tomorrow tonight or something so cool yeah and we just chilled here at home too yeah we went to the pool today um and hung out the kids are really getting really good about swimming out the floaties so the more we go in there the you know the more confident they're getting kick off on the pool, swim to me, kick off my thigh and swim back and forth. So they're doing that for a while now. And it helps out each one has goggles so they can look underneath. So just kind of swim with your eyes closed on where you're going. So that, that's, that's been helpful. I see I did something the day before. I can't, I can't remember. But yeah, that's, uh, that's just it. And then, you know, we got this week, we got Comic Con and that's just going to be, uh, just craziness. And exciting. Just, Time to see Gina and Howie again and everybody and then uh, whatever they got in store for everybody there, all the free stuff and just, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting because just me and Tony usually roll together. So yeah. we'll have a third. We'll have a third. So uh-huh. we're going to have to um, kind of show her the ropes. I'm kind of sure how it goes down. Yeah. yeah. And if we stick together or split up, I'm not sure how that's going to work because – three of us <laughs> right well i think it's gonna what's gonna what we need to start figuring out is if we're gonna 
wait in lines for some, you know, for some panels. Uh, like, what? Right. How are we? How, what are we going to do? What's the plan of attack? Um, right, we because, need to sit down. We get a schedule, and then we go from there. You yeah, know? yeah, for sure. So I only have like a few things, you know, because it turns out the Blade Runner signing is on a fucking Sunday. Ah, so that's that, yeah, that's where you guys stop. There's only one, like the cast of Voltron, that's on Friday. It's the biggest one I want to see. It's a ticketed event, but it's going from like ten to twelve thirty. So I think it, like last year, I just or I think last year they probably just walked up to him. It was like it was towards the end. I just walked up and they had posters there, next and I signed them and met them. So. I'm going to take my old one because it is something going to have two cast members. So I'll take my old one out to get a new one. But other than that, I think everything else I just kind of want to play by ear. I didn't really see anything else, you know? Hmm. Yeah. If you guys have anything you want to see, you know, it's just plan it out. So. Yeah. Well, that's something that we'll have to do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because our nights are already, those are already, awesome. nights are booked. Yeah. Which is awesome. Oh, did I tell you the, the, the Sega DJ for the Screen Junkies one is Elijah Wood? What? Yeah. <laughs> no way. What the fuck kind of yeah. music does he play? He spins on wax, dude. He, uh, yeah, I don't care what what the, what it's made of. I want to know what kind of <laughs> what, what comes out of it. That's. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, I, I think there's probably videos of him DJing. Yeah, yeah I'll, take I'll, a look. I'll find it. I gotta I gotta listen to this. Yeah. So yeah, because it's him and like Kim and Smith going at it on that that event we're going to on Saturday. So. I don't know. I I know he DJs, but I don't know what he spins. I guess. <laughs> This is him at Amoeba Music. He was DJing there? Yeah. Whoa. Back in uh, 2013. Whoa. What do you think? It's it's chill. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't rage to it. Yeah, but that night, but uh, I definitely want to check out the superhero one because Party sure. Favor is one of the better DJs that I like to listen to. So, right on, cool. Yeah, do that too. So, yeah, I think that uh, I think that'll do it for this episode, right? Yeah. Yeah, episode three sixty four is in the books. Probably didn't get mugged or Jack where he was no. at. So that's a good no, that's no, a good no. sign. A bunch of rich white people neighborhood. <laughs> if anything, someone's gonna call the cops on me, but. <laughs> I know. He's like I'm a, he's like, I'm a member of the community. <laughs> High society. I'm a homeowner. There you go. And then, uh, yeah, so that concluded episode 364 of the Bad Boys oh, Podcast. We just randomly rant about these movies. I think you're real fun. We'll say we ride together. Harley, we just stutter together. MCP. Bad Boys for Life. <laughs> Trying to get a word out, we're set. What happened?